G'day and welcome to Mark and Cars Porsche Talk Podcast, the podcast where we talk all things Porsche, from air-cooled, water-cooled, rear-engine, front-engine, even mid-engine, there'll be something here for you. But most importantly, we're going to talk to the people who are passionate about our favourite brand. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen today, and if you've got any input, suggestions, comments, anything, please send me a message. You'll be able to catch me on nearly all social media platforms as Mark and Cars, or just send me an email. Anyway, let's get on with the podcast. So welcome to today's uh, episode, our first episode of Porsche Talk, and today's guest is Simon. Hi guys, uh, pleasure to be here Mark, and welcome to everyone listening around the globe from wherever you are. Uh, yes, I'm Simon, and I am the person behind 911 Culture, uh, which is an online, uh, I guess, semi-blog, semi-magazine website. Um, I set it up about two years ago, or just after two years ago, as a bit of a hobby, uh, a creative outlet. Um, I'm a, an accountant by day, which is pretty damn boring. So, uh, Hang on, just uh, wait. Like- just, let's just stop there for one second. Did you just say an Uh-oh. accountant? Uh, yes, yes, I'm an accountant. <laughs> You've got an alarming level of social skills for someone in that background. I can see why you needed this outlet. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, yes. But uh, but accounting, uh, the only way you can be creative in accounting is to do things uh, that are a bit dodgy and illegal. So I try to steer clear of that. I, so, I believe uh, the term's grey. Grey is the... Grey, <laughs> that's correct. The grey areas of accounting, yes. So, yeah. um, no, I uh, I enjoy a bit of photogra- photography and uh, and... A, a bit of video creation and um i did do the the youtube thing for a little bit but uh i found i didn't like being in front of the camera and I, I just couldn't get used to it and it was kind of holding back what i could create uh and so i kind of gave that away and i wasn't necessarily looking for something to replace that but um and i was just finding um I was meeting a lot of people socially because I'm quite uh, active within the Porsche community. Great. Coming coming across a lot of really cool people, really cool cars. Um, And I'd kind of been noticing that in other publications, whether they be print or video, online, whatever, they were targeting certain types of people or often the same people you'd see them in multiple publications and I'd kind of it was it was good stuff you know you'd see like a a collector that had a dozen different rare cars or whatever you say yeah that's great but I can't really relate to that and I I know I kind of thought that you know all these people that I'm meeting all these great cars they've got stories as well that are that are just as interesting as these people that are getting featured out there yeah. Um, and because I've met them and know them either personally or through Instagram or whatever, you know, I could tap into them and, um, you know, get their story out there, uh, yeah, great. Which, is, which is why I kind of did it. And, um, with that Instagram thing as well, you know, you, you kind of, you, you scroll through all the photos and everything, you see lots of cool stuff, but you don't really know what's going on behind the story. You know, um, someone might post a, a photo of a trip up in the, in the Alps or something or other, and, you, and I kind of think, well, I wonder what what they did for the whole trip. Where which roads did they take, and yeah, um, yeah, you know where they stay, all that sort of thing. And um, yeah, so I just had this brainwave that I would create this uh, 
online magazine, you know. Yeah, it's so. great. Well, firstly, congratulations on it. I think it's a fantastic um, product that you're producing. It's, oh, you know, you. first class. It's like, to me, I'm a big fan of print product. I love yeah. the touchy-feely, as expensive as that medium is becoming to have. And, yeah, you know, yeah. as you, as a Porsche fan, I'm sure you're aware of the um, products that are out there in the marketplace. Yeah, yeah. But the um, the point you've brought up is, and part of the appeal to me of what you produce is, I guess it's not just about the zillionaires, you know, so it does, it does produce, you know, to me, interesting reading. And the fact that, yeah. you know, often you've had the actual articles written by the owners of the cars. So that, that in itself, mm. I think it's good to see different personalities come out because you, I'm sure you're, you know, very conscious of the fact that there's a very common writing style through a lot of publications, which is quite clear yeah. through, you know, the one or two people that are involved in it are writing all the articles. But um, look, if anybody's watching this podcast instead of just listening to it on YouTube, you'll notice a couple of cars behind Simon here. Let's talk about those. Yeah, I thought I'd, what, I thought I'd do this from, uh, from the garage. It'll give you give you something more to talk about. <laughs> um, so I'll start with the boring one on that side. <laughs> sure. Uh, it's not really boring, but it's a uh, base model 997 Mark I Carrera. Sure. Uh, no option Tiptronic. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my daily drive. And yeah, lovely. You can't make it out, but it's a dark blue. I think it's called Ocean Blue or Motion Blue Metallic or something. Cannot remember. Um, yeah, that's my daily drive. It's got uh, a navy blue leather interior. Uh, Love a blue on blue. I do. The other one's the other one's blue on blue as well. Oh, I'll fantastic. Get to that one. Um, yeah, so that one I've done a couple of things to it just to get it the way I like it. So I upgraded the wheels to the 19-inch Carrera Classics over sure. the standard 18s. So there mm-hmm. are people that don't know and can't really see them there. But uh, is that a, that's a, a Fook style? Is that right? Five spoke. The 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 nine eleven classic wheels that you mentioned are they like a, a an homage to a Fook style wheel? Is that what Type of wheel it no, is? no, they're a uh, they're just a, a five spoke, a very plain five spoke. So they they look very similar to the standard nine nine seven wheels, but a, oh, okay, better but are easier to clean because they've only got five spokes. Much easier to clean. I can clean yeah. the insides and and everything. Uh, oh, fantastic! Quickly. And the, the nineteen inch wheels just feel the guards nicer on yep. the nine nine seven. Um, I've also fitted BC Racing coilovers on it. Um, which are not as harsh as one might think. They're actually very comfortable uh, coilover, but uh, I can dial them up nice and stiff for when I hit the track, which I do in that car. Um, and some dank stance sport mufflers. That's okay. it really. And they're, they're, they're very mild sort of uh, upgrade. They're not loud because I daily it. I don't want something too obnoxious. Sure. And, uh, just, um, yeah. Just- can you um, are you using the microphone on the computer itself at the moment? I am, yeah. Yeah, it's quite it's quite faint, so I might um might have to see if I can up your volume somehow. Um, just for the recording, that's all. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm wondering what I can do there. Can, maybe can you sit a bit closer to the computer by any chance? Is that possible? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's just see. Yeah, that, that actually that's actually a bit better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I couldn't. 
the glow on the arm from the light there. Yeah, anyway, that's all right. Yep. Yeah, okay. So, yep. And um, so you fitted these um, modifications to the 997. How long have you had it for? Uh, two, and a half, two and a half years now. So, um, long term plans, I'm not sure. My kids still fit in it, and I reckon they've probably got another year or two. My oldest is 11. Sure. Um, and uh, all four of us still fit in it okay. We actually took it away on the weekend. Uh-huh. Uh, for a weekend away, and um, we all where'd the luggage go? Uh, well, we were all allowed to take a backpack each, and yeah, okay, in the, uh, in the front there, and then a few things behind the, the back seat. So, sure, it actually did quite a bit there, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll wait and see how long they go, but I, I'd like to keep it long term. It's a beautiful car, it's fun to drive, um, great daily, daily car, and um, yeah, it's a goodie. Good one. Good one. Now I can I can see the one next to it doesn't have a radiator. Yeah, the one next to it doesn't. No. So that one there is a 3.2 Carrera factory turbo look. Uh, okay. One of one of 40 in the country. Um, for those who don't know what a turbo look Carrera is, it's a uh, turbo body uh, with with turbo brakes, turbo suspension, um, but has the 3.2 Carrera engine in it rather than the turbo. So the only difference really is the engine. Um, but it is a 3.2 Carrera, not, not a turbo, I guess. Um, yeah, very, very rare car. Only 200-odd right-hand drive in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and another fun fact I just discovered recently is that there were less of those coupes built than the 3.2 Speedster. Is that right? Yes, I was quite surprised with that, given the money people uh, pay for speedsters. For, for a speedster, I saw one uh, recently advertised for about four hundred and seventy thousand, which is a bit crazy. It's a, it's a lot of money for a two hundred thousand dollar car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But uh, so, sorry to any speedster owners out there. <laughs> there's not many of them, I don't think. Yeah, that's but, uh, true. No, I mean, don't get me wrong; they're a beautiful car too, but. Um, uh, yeah, for any any prospective investors looking for the next big thing, go the M four nine one option three point two Carrera, sure. super rare. Yep. Um, so that's that's my for life car. I've had that for over eight years. Yes. Now. Um, I've done oh, 60,000 k's in it in that time. It is uh, in good nick, but the paintwork is hammered. Okay. Paint- Paint chips, stone chips all across the front of it, all courtesy of me. Um, and, you know, on the side, quarters on the flares and everything, there's paint chips all over it, and uh, I don't mind that at all. Uh, um, look, at, uh, look, you know what? I hope you don't fix them because it means you'd be too scared to drive it the way you have been. Yeah, well, that's it. I, I've kind of been tossing up doing it and whether to do it or not or even just like a, a mild refresh, but it's just it, it's pointless. I, I drive it a lot. Um I drive it out in the countryside a lot, uh, mm-hmm. and it just it does, it's going to get chipped and, and battered, yeah, and you know that's just sort of all part of the story, really. Yeah, great. So for for listeners not from Australia, to give you some perspective, I'm sitting in Perth, Western Australia. Simon's in Melbourne, the right. which is three thousand kilometres away from where I am, where we're having this discussion. And when he says out in the country, I assume you mean country Victoria. Yeah, so correct. Yeah, you know, like at least an hour out, out from home. You know, uh, uh-huh. we, it's uh, out in the, 
the Dandenong Ranges, which are nearby, or uh, way in the Victorian Alps, um, is, is one we do a couple of times a year. Yeah, it's only it's only a few hours away from Melbourne. There, I understand. Yeah, yeah, but that's more a weekend away thing. Yeah, sure. Uh, and Trips over to Tasmania as well. We take a week away. Yeah, good fun. Around the roads there. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's a it's a great car. It's a good fun car to drive. Very reliable. Um, yeah, great. Not quick at all, but um, yeah. Really I'm sure. Fun. I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's quick enough to fulfil your uh, joy of driving. Really, really quick enough. You can you know you can really thrash the pants out of it mm-hmm. uh, and still not be going warp speed. Yeah, I'm a, look. I'm a I'm a massive fan of. Low, low powered, high enjoyment cars myself, yeah. and obviously I drive a three five six. So the you know that's the almost extreme of that concept. But yeah. overall, I get a lot more joy out of driving that than like I was. I uh, did a video review on a nine nine two recently, and yeah. realistically, combined the incredible ability of that car with my lack of driving ability. You've got a recipe where you're not even using ten yeah. percent of the car's capacity. You know, so yeah, yeah. you've just got to drive so fast to get the same sort of level of enjoyment out of it as the older cars. And yeah, that's, yeah. Get, that's getting harder and harder for all of us, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I, I probably don't really have as much interest in those uh, modern cars these days because of that. I mean, I'm not going to be able to look forward one anyway, but I yeah, think yeah, that, yeah. Uh, that idea, you, you'd never kind of find the limits of those cars, uh, at least on the road. But certainly not uh, on the road, yeah. Yeah, I think the nine nine seven is probably at the at the limit as far as driving it hard. Sure. I mean, even even that's still a very capable car. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, well, let's they didn't they didn't make one that wasn't better than the one before it. No, that's right. Yeah, yeah. By whatever yeah. metric they're using, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So two two very different cars behind me, but but. They, they share similar traits and yeah, like, like the color. I can honestly say I enjoy both of them just as much. Yeah, They're good. very different experience. Mm-hmm. Um, even even the 997 being a Tiptronic, um, it's a you know it just has so much grip and you, you get all that acceleration and uh, it, it's a faster experience than the uh, than the older one. But yep. um, I, I get it just as much of a blast. You know, yeah, fantastic. Driving them, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now you mentioned yeah. earlier, you mentioned earlier in our um, of, in the podcast here that you're quite involved in the uh, Porsche community there in Melbourne. And is that yeah. through the Porsche Club, or is it sort of through just boys that know each other? Because no, you know, there's different ways people are involved in the Porsche community, of course. Yeah, well, it's partly through Porsche Forum Australia, um, yeah. which is uh, obviously a forum that. That a lot of people communicate through, and I'll, I'll link I'll link that below. I'm also a member of the Porsche Forum Australia, so yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, for any enthusiasts that have been living under a rock and don't know about it, I'll I'll, I'll link it below. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they've always got um, you know, Sunday morning drives. Someone's organising something through there, and they they used to do a few organised events as well, like cars and coffee sort of things. Sure, um, they've been a bit quiet in the in the past few years with, with everything going on in the world, but um, yep. still a place to. To, to meet up with people, um, and the other the other group is uh, on Facebook a group called Classic Porsche Australia. Sure. Um, uh, another great uh, group to you know get involved uh, socially with with, um, with other like minded people. 
Um, yeah, and I'm also part of a, a smaller group that's kind of like a, a breakaway group, I guess, from all of that, where I guess where we've all sort of socialised over the years and met each other and then just sort of yep. formed mm-hmm. this, this group of about 20 of us that, um, that go away on weekends together. Yeah, nice one. Yeah. Right. It, te- it tends to be a bit of a pattern of the um, people I meet in the Porsche community. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Also, um, it tends to be a bit of a pattern probably amongst other car clubs too, other brands, you know, just where there yeah. are, um, you know, the formality of a club doesn't actually suit a lot of people. So it just mm. ends up being, you know, guys meet on a regular Saturday morning for a coffee or, you know, yeah, like I said, a weekend yeah. away once a year or that type of thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so with, go on. It's, sorry, it's, it's something I didn't really expect when I first bought the Porsche. You know, I had nine years or ten years ago when I was looking for Nylemmas, it was just really to to hang out with with the family and you know go on a day trip away or something like that. And uh, I didn't expect it would become so ingrained in my life now sure. as with. Mm-hmm making new friends and, and driving with, with people and, and socialising and in the yeah, magazine mm-hmm. and all that stuff. I couldn't have imagined that that was going to happen, you know, eight years ago. Yep, good yeah. one. And um, if, we can, if we can sort of go back to the magazine – the um naturally I'll link it below in the podcast and in the uh, YouTube video for anyone yeah. that hasn't yet seen it. The over how has it evolved to where it is, or did you have some pretty fixed ideas on what you wanted to do? How it is now is is sort of what I wanted originally. I I would I would like it to become more of a, a platform for other people to contribute. Sure. Rather than me doing all the work. Yep. Um, that's sort of the end goal. I don't know whether that'll happen or not. I mean, I started it out more like a blog because I was the one creating everything. It was, yes. the, it was the adventures that I'd been on, the events I'd been to, and every now and then I'd come across a, a person that I could could I could write about. But um, yeah, I guess the ultimate goal is to uh, you know get other photographers on board um, and you know other writers on board because. I'm only in Melbourne and I can only service a, a certain part of of the country. Um, it would be nice. Like, I haven't had anyone from Queensland yet, for instance. Um, Big Porsche community uh, up there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I, I, can't remember, I don't think I've had anyone from Sydney either. Um, two guys from Perth, got Tassie, a couple of guys from South Australia, a few guys from Victoria. So it is becoming a sort of a national uh, magazine. But... Um, Time. I'm very time restricted to be able to to really push out a lot of content. You'll you'll sure. see on there that I'd only get an article out maybe once a month if I'm lucky. Yep. Um, and that's just because you know I've got a business to run, I've got a family to play with and 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 deal with. I've got other hobbies as well that sure. that often take priority over the magazine just because I uh, I like doing them. So. Um, yeah, so that's how I would like the the magazine to evolve. If it does, I'm not, I'm not too fast. I'm kind of happy with with how it's going at the moment. Yeah, good one. Now, if um if any if anybody uh, wishes to contribute, they can contact you on some details I'll put below. If they've got yeah. something of um you know that they've got some ideas yeah, or something they'd like to do. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah sure. if you've got an interesting car, or you know, if you're into photography yourself, and um, you know, it could uh, get you some exposure. Or, uh, you know, you just want to be part of 
part of the, the magazine and the creation of it. Yeah, great. And um, I've uh, recently been a beneficiary of a little bit of the magazine merch. Yeah. You know, yeah. with the with the uh, T-shirts that you had recently printed? Oh, yes, yes. The T-shirt there that uh, <laughs> originally wasn't going to be for sale to the public. It was, um, <laughs> it was uh, we've got a big event coming up this weekend, actually, up at Orby Wodonga called Lufthansa, and there's, there's sure. 170 odd cars that are signed up for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, oh, it'd be cool to create a new T-shirt for me to wear so everyone can identify who I am. And uh, and so I put this thing together and uh, and sent it to a couple of mates. Said, oh yeah, what do you think of this? And they responded back, said, oh yes, get me one. And the other guy said, yeah, get me one. And I'm like, oh hang on, everyone, what's fun? So I thought, oh, I'll put them on the Instagram and uh, and see if anyone wants it. And uh, yeah, they. It's all like hotcakes. Um, I, I, lo- I love the almost irony of the, um, you know, the fact that you guys are based in Melbourne there and you've got the sun and a palm tree. Uh, <laughs> you've got palm trees along the beach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's more of a, um, a Southern California vibe. Than, it definitely uh, does. It does, yeah. The, the original concept was actually, uh, in my head anyway, was with an orange targa. Yeah, okay. I thought that that was kind of had that sort of summary mm-hmm. sort of vibe, but uh, I didn't have a render of that target. This is my my actual car. Yeah, I, f- I figured I figured that from looking at my t-shirt, the color of it, and then seeing this image of your car. Yeah, yeah. Here well, in this podcast. That me during during lockdown, he um, just I don't know how he does it, but uh, created this render of my car and um, that's fantastic. Out of it and everything, and uh, chucked it on a t-shirt. Yeah, um, good one. Yeah, the the for again for people from other parts of Australia and around the world, Melbourne really is like the uh, Porsche capital of Australia for a number of reasons. There's a lot of expertise for the brand there. It's sort of like it was the original home of Porsche Australia when they first when you know Alan Hamilton first imported the cars, and it's almost comparable to what it's like. LA is in the USA for you know Porsche centricity. I guess it'd be a great way to describe it where. You know, there's a lot of cars. There's a lot of enthusiasts here. That's not to say there isn't in other parts of Australia, but Melbourne is very much the hub of the brand. So the fact that you know that Southern California vibe sort of does have a bit of a you know a reflection there of what life for yeah. Porsche owners is like in Melbourne compared to you know Southern California. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're right. There's um, there's a lot of expertise in Melbourne. A lot of uh, specialist mechanics particularly for the air-cooled uh, cars. There's a lot, lot of Por- choice out there. Porsche Classic is based in Melbourne there as well. So if you've got so much money that you can, you know, throw it in rubbish bins and set it on fire, you can also get your Classic Porsche restored by them. You can, although yeah. you don't have to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there, there are still mechanics floating around that were trained at there Hamilton are. as apprentices back in the in the 70s and 80s. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's good to have those people yeah, fantastic. I, I can't help but notice in your garage you've got a uh, few other common interests to what I do. I can see there's a bicycle, road bicycle hanging up there. Uh, yes, yeah, that's my other passion. Uh, oh, mountain, mountain biking and, and road Okay, cycling. good. I don't know if you can see. I've got a Tour of Flanders and a Marco Pantani. Oh, oh yeah, wall very behind cool. me. Yep. The, um, yes, I come from quite a long cycling background myself. You know, I'm one of those kids that didn't grow up. Yeah, yeah, I'm a bit, a bit like that. <laughs> <laughs> there seems, there seems to be a lot of uh, – yeah, okay, good one. Off my elbows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I actually fell off the mountain bike a couple of days ago on the uh, long weekend over here up 
at the uh, yeah. up at the in-laws up in Geraldton. But the um, yeah, there seems to be a quite a common thread where a lot of Porsche enthusiasts seem to be cyclists. Yeah, I've noticed that. Yeah, we should um, we should be socialising on the pushy as well sometimes. Yeah, well, let's. Uh, oh, yeah, but like I'm sure. Your life, like mine, having a family means that your windows of, um, you know, selfish passion—that being either cycling or Porsche—you can only stretch that rubber band so far in your life, you know, with uh, yeah. where you can commit that time. So, doing uh, one or the other seems to be, you know, almost a privilege outside of your workday. I find it is very much, and that, that, that's one of the reasons why uh, I'm time poor when it comes to the magazine as well. You know, it's, sure. Uh, if I've got a spin. <clears throat> a spare moment, it's like, oh, I'm going to hit the hit the trails and jump on the mountain bike, or mm-hmm. you know, go for a uh, cruise in the car. So. Sure, yeah, I definitely find the uh, late evenings to be the best opportunity for me to do my video editing or any anything like that when it comes to you know my mm-hmm. own hobbies and enthusiasm. And like to give everyone an idea who's listening to this podcast, you know, it's we're recording this uh, in the morning, so. Perth and Melbourne have got three hours time difference. So, you know, I got up at about five o'clock this morning so that we could have this opportunity to have the chat because either now or um, Simon was going to be up at like midnight talking to me. So we yeah, thought this, right. this might work better. I, but, I just got the kids up at school. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> All right, then we'll um, – I think we'll wrap it up there. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me, give me a bit of insight about you, your enthusiasm for the brand – Loving the uh, magazine that you're producing. Like I said, I'll put all the links that we've discussed below um, in the YouTube video, also in the the podcast description. And if anyone's got any input or would like to contact either of us, I'll also put those details below. And, um, yeah, we appreciate you taking the time to listen. So thanks, everyone, to listen to the first episode of Mark and Cars Porsche Talk. Thanks very much for your time today, Simon. No worries. Thanks, guys, and thanks, everyone, for listening.